On this episode of Checking In, Matt and Andy discuss what shows, movies, and books they've been consuming. Later on, Dennis, the Ewald branch manager, joins us to talk about books on the lake and nights in the stacks. We end our discussion with upcoming library programs and Annie's music pick of the week. If you like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Alright, welcome back to Checking In. Gross Point Public Library Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Annie. Uh, we'll just get right to it. So what have you been uh, what have you been up to this past two weeks? In terms of consuming library material. Yeah, library material or I've, otherwise. Um been reading a lot. I read for our book group we read less by Andrew Sean Greer, which was the twenty eighteen Pulitzer Prize winning novel. And that was a book that I was really happy that we did in a book group because I didn't really appreciate it until I I sat with it a while. You know those books that, like, um, mm-hmm. you read it and you think it's okay, but then you keep yeah. thinking about it? It was one of those kind of Yeah, kind there's of always books. books that I read like that. I'm just sort of like, well, that wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just sort of like, eh. Not like bad, but then like I think talking to other people, what other people got out of it, you could see right. where maybe that came in. You're like, oh, I didn't think about that. So I think having those discussions about books like that is always good, especially if you're sort of lukewarm about something. Right. And then someone comes up with something that you didn't necessarily think of. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the Circle by Dave Eggers is a book that was like that for my uh an old book club I was in too. All of us were like, it was okay. But then for like months and months afterwards, every time something would happen in the news, oh, it's just like the circle. It was like, it just kept <laughs> coming back up in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also read, um, I got from the Mel, our Mel system, which is our interlibrary loan system, this book called Cake by um, Myra Kalman. She's an artist, but she writes as well. And the whole book is just about uh, different kind of cakes she makes. <laughs> cool. There's some recipes in there. There's these beautiful, bright artwork. So I like reading her in the winter. Um, and she just talks about how cake can, in different cultures, can celebrate something or make you feel better. Or somebody made her a breakup cake at one point. That was really Is this cute. like an actual pastry chef, or is this just somebody that decided no, to No, she's just, just a writer and artist. Baking. Yeah. I, okay. And I really, I wrote down her, like, coconut layer cake. That looked very fancy and delicious. And then I just started, um, I really like celebrity memoirs, and I just started this Well Only Hurt a Little by Busy Phillips, who she was in Freaks and Geeks and on Dawson's Creek, and I guess she's popular on Instagram now. Um, so I've been, you know, that's just sort of light before bed reading. Is that a newer one? Yeah, it's brand okay. new, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what books you yeah, read? Yeah, I haven't been reading too many things since we last checked in. Uh, I read Six of Crows. Uh, it was a YA book, sort of like Ocean's Eleven. Oh, and cool. A Pirates. heist book. Yeah, it's like a pretty pretty good heist. It was really fun. I really liked it a lot. Uh, I mentioned it to my wife that this would be a really good TV show. Then like right after I finish it, it got optioned for one. Awesome. Like that whole universe that those books are a part of. So I'm like, well, I guess it's my fault that they're turning that into a TV show. I'm mm-hmm. um, also reading this book called Like War. It's about like the weaponization of social media. I haven't gotten very far, but so far, so good. Is that interesting? 
I think so. I have like yeah. I haven't gotten too far, but sure. like the premise that the authors lay out seems pretty convincing. So I'll check. I'll let you guys know how it is once I finish it. And I am also reading a graphic novel on a sunbeam by Tilly Walden. Oh. Uh, haven't really started it yet. Just in my bag, but. I've heard good things about it. Brian K. Vaughn, who does Saga, says it's I love really, Brian K. Vaughn. Who says, it, says it's really good and that this is an up-and-coming graphic novelist, someone to look out for. So I'm pretty excited to get that started. Uh, those are really the only books that I'm really in the midst of right now. Not too many things. I've been doing a lot more watching TV watching? shows and What have movies. you been watching? Uh, I'm re-watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, because that's just a great show. Did you... I pulled, like... Um... It wasn't you, but uh, the other day at the library, it was like a, it wasn't the snow day, but it was like a really bad weather day, and the weather was going to be looking bad for the weekend, and somebody requested like five of those. It might have been one of our pages, because he's been going through them. I was like, oh, somebody's getting real into Airbender. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just a really good show. I mean, it's obviously marketed towards kids, but it, it has elements that the adults could appreciate. So if you have like a young kid like you know eight to ten I think they would like it for maybe the martial arts and some of the kids humor but the adults can appreciate it because it's a lot of interesting themes of good versus evil destiny free will and all this sort of stuff so actually it's one of my favorite shows ever oh, neat. despite it being you know animated in a kid's show it's really fun I mean the fact that I'm watching it again just proves that it's one of my favorites because I usually don't watch things more than once and it's just really fun so I've been watching that and I also watched and finished the show called Kim's Convenience. It's a Canadian show that was on Netflix. I heard good things about it, so I started it up, and it was pretty yeah. good. Oh, good. It reminds me of, like, Parks and Rec type humor. It's, yeah. like, just feel good and not very heavy. But it's just good. fun to watch. It's just a really quick binge. Um, so I'd recommend that to just about anybody who's looking for a good, you know, chill comedy. I'll have to write that down. My um, things that I've been watching have all been baby-related. Well, I haven't been watching that much because I've been sleeping a lot because I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy. But um, I noticed the other day in the stacks that we had three men and a baby. And I'm a big Tom Selleck fan and an even bigger Ted Danson fan. Have you seen that before? Oh, yeah. okay. (laughs) I think we taped it off TV when we were kids. So Mm -hmm. I have have it on VHS somewhere. so we, wa- my husband and I watched that, and he liked it so much he wanted to see Three Men and a Little Lady, which was... The sequel? Yeah, not... Not as good. Not as charming. And then um, we have an app here called Hoopla that you can get music and movies and TV and audiobooks? Yes. Or, yeah. Um, all that stuff on it, and they have a lot of yoga, and so I've been doing some maternity yoga um, at home... Uh, I just downloaded the Hoopla app to my TV, and that's been fun, except that I'm now in the third trimester um, version of the exercises, which is pretty much just breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing. Mm -hmm. They kept saying on there, just follow Patricia if you're in your third trimester. And my son was watching it with me, and he said, Mom, Patricia's not doing much. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, like, all that baby kid stuff, you know, having the two-year-old, we watch a lot of Happy Feet. Oh, Lately, yeah. That's, like, her new favorite movie is Penguins. So, Happy Feet. I've never seen the movie before, so it was it was fun to see something new for once instead of yeah. Mulan or Moana or Sing. Yeah, we watch or, a lot of Moana. Or just 
whatever's out there. Yeah. So having a change of pace is really nice, but I'm sure we'll be watching a lot of Happy Feet in the next few weeks. That's uh, just what it is. Yeah, winter time. It's good time for that. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, have you been seeing any movies? No. I'm excited to hear about um, the Oscar nominations. I really want to see the favorite um, I was thinking about maybe using the library to catch up on some like Oscar movies that I didn't see from years past. Like I, I always wanted to see Moonlight, mm-hmm. and I never saw that. And I see it all the time. I just feel like it's fate that I should watch it because I keep it. I keep coming across it at the library. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I haven't watched it much else since we last talked. Okay. Well, when we were going through our favorite movies of 2018. I listed two movies that were my favorite of 2018. Then I saw a movie at the tail end oh. of 2018. It was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and that movie was very good. So that's probably my favorite movie of 2018 now. It's probably the best superhero movie that's been released. It's definitely the best Spider-Man movie. Wow. But it's probably the best superhero movie that's been made just because of the way that the animation is and the characterization of Spider-Man and all the stuff that goes on, you have to kind of see it. Who plays Spider-Man? Shamik Moore. He was in Dope, if you saw that movie. Yeah. He was the main character in Dope, so he provides the voice. And there's a whole bunch of different Spider characters in there. Just the way that the movie works is really good. And since it sort of looks like a comic book, the way that the animations are, it's actually just really impressive. Yeah. Hadn't really felt like that watching a movie since Inception, which was... You know, just the theater experience and just yeah. seeing that movie for a first time, you sort of just know when you see something good. And Into the Spider Verse was definitely one of those movies that I was like, "This is legit." Oh, neat! And then I also watched um, "Sorry to Bother You." Um, it was a movie made by Boots Riley, and that movie—it's sort of like a rift on modern consumption and capitalism, with like a little sci-fi fantasy edge. It's like a whole <laughs> bunch of genres. It's like impossible to really distinguish what genre it is, but it's just really good. Um, you'd have to see it to really really appreciate it. I mean, I can do, I can only say so much about it. I don't really want to spoil it for anybody. What's it called again? Sorry to Bother You. Oh, okay. Um, but Lakeith Stanfield's the main character in it. He's on, he's been in a lot of movies lately. He was in Get Out for a little bit. He was in, and he's in Atlanta, um, that FX show with Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a little bit, but he seemed to be pretty up and coming lately so I would he's definitely someone that I'm going to keep an eye on in the future um, and then the other movie I, uh, I saw was Hearts Beat Loud that was with uh, Nick Offerman yeah and uh, Kiersey Clemens I believe played his daughter it's actually on Canopy yeah um, that keeps popping up does Canopy suggest I think it, it's Canopy suggests things if you watch movies right. or if you rate movies that will give you suggestions. Canopy is another one of our apps that you can get really good, like independent films and mm-hmm. the Criterion Collection is yeah. on there. And I love Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman's really good. It's just a really fun coming-of-age movie. You know, music sort of like the heart of the movie, like the backdrop, because he owns a record store and he was in a band back in the day. It's just a really good movie. Ted Danson's in it, so there you go. How could I miss it? You can't miss it now. Um, I just thought it was really good. Um, just a real good, feel-good movie, coming of age. Nothing, nothing like excellent, but not bad. Yeah. Just like a really good, just 
sit down for an hour and a half and watch a movie. Yeah, hearts um, beat loud. Okay, yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, so that's definitely something I'd recommend, and that is definitely on Canopy last I checked. Um, so that's definitely something that people should be aware of, not only that movie, but Canopy. Just yeah, in general. you just need your library card number um, to get in, and you can watch. They have really great movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very eclectic mix. It's a lot of independent, art house, foreign movies. Didn't they have an? They think they've got an arrangement with one of the independent deals, like A twenty four. A lot of their movies are on there. I know oh, Moonlight's yeah. on Canopy as well, and Lady, Bird Lady Bird's is on, on there. there. Yeah. So there's a lot of actually pretty good movies on there. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, is there anything else that you've been doing besides like consuming media or anything else that's mm-hmm. going on? Oh well, we did a puzzle tournament at the library a couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, and we had ten teams of four. Uh, they all did a one thousand piece puzzle by the same manufacturer. They were different pictures, but they were all p- pretty much the same, and they had two hours to finish it. And I had tried earlier, uh, over the holiday, I brought one of these puzzles back with me to my family Christmas, and my sisters and I tried to do one to see if we could get it done in two hours, and it took us five hours. (laughs) Uh, In between putting the kids to bed, we took a break to eat, um, but it took us a really long time. So I didn't know if anybody was going to be able to do the challenge, but man, those people came to work, and the uh, winning team got it done in an hour and a half. 1,000 pieces in an hour and a half. And the uh, second place team was not far behind. Um, they took maybe about an hour and 45 minutes to finish theirs. So it was really fun. The program room at, here at Ewald was packed. And I think we're going to do it again because we've had a lot of people um, comment that they would do it again or that their kids would like to come do maybe a little easier one. So I think maybe in the summertime we'll put another one together mm-hmm. yep and I had an escape room last week that went pretty well some of the teens came and did an escape room it was sort of like a kit that I had purchased was and it a theme it was a theme it was like rebel revolt was a theme it was sort of like I don't remember exactly what it was but it was like do this till this doesn't happen um, and it was pretty good I sort of try to inter- inter- you know involve library stuff so I had made some riddles for them to like find the next challenge like in a book and sort of put locks on some stuff that the clues had pre- the pre- clues, previous clues so they could unlock the box yeah. and stuff and then there was like a, a landmine made that they had to get through at the end blindfolded so it was sort of like a mini, oh, cool. a mini, a mini bird box challenge yeah. so, <laughs> a safe bird box challenge <laughs> yeah they weren't real minds so but uh, they they appreciated it, and I think that there's a lot there was a lot of interest from adults for this program, so I think we'll probably have to go back to the drawing table and figure something out to get the adults for the involved grown-ups, yeah. for the grown-ups involved with this one. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. I think it'd be good to try with adults, so we could definitely get that Great. arranged. Um, some other things going on. My wife is sparking joy oh. through, throughout our house. <laughs> Which is fine by me because I've always sort of yeah. been that sort of lifestyle or whatever. Minimalist. Sir. Yeah. So I'm like pretty happy that she's taken, this is sort of taken a hold of her. That's the um, Marie Kondo's life-changing magic of tidying, tidying up. Tidying up or something. I think it's like the Marie method. Yeah. And I think it, you know, resonates with her because it's more of a positive way of looking at tidying up. It's not like 
what do you want to get rid of? It's like, what do you want to keep? Like what surround you know, yourself with joy. things that are yeah it's things you want to keep, and I think that resonates more with my wife. You know, me, I'm just like get rid of it. I mean, I guess it's more of like a negative, you know, association with things, and this is more of a positive association with things. So it's really working for her. We're doing it a lot of stuff, and it's just nice having a cleaner house and not a whole bunch of stuff. And I think it just sort of the whole idea for it, I guess, is just to really get you thinking about your overall consumption habits. I think. Once you finish this process, you know, whatever process you use, you just realize that you don't need most of the stuff that you want. You're just like... When you're shopping or yeah, wherever, yeah. you don't need yeah. that and all that stuff. So I'm hoping that this will be a change. We won't really bring more stuff into the house without getting rid of something first or simultaneously. Yeah. So that's been, that's been good. I'm sort of that. doing the opposite because I'm nesting, but I've been enjoying the KonMari method because the uh, thrift stores have gotten... <laughs> I've got, some good, got stuff. some good stuff in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's something we hope to do um, after the baby. When you ha- when you're having a baby or when you have kids, everybody wants to bring yeah, everyone yeah once their you have, kids stuff. Yeah, especially if you're like the youngest one to have kids in your family or like the first. Everyone just is like, guess what? We're giving you this box of clothes <laughs> and toys. It's like have fun. So yeah, that's like I guess the hard part with just any sort of tidying up with kids because you don't want to like get rid of it especially if you're planning to have a second one mm-hmm. you're like well I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna buy these things again but it just sort of clutters the house up because you just have all this stuff yeah my but, son has been we had kept a few things in our basement this is the first house I've lived in with a basement so I was really excited to just throw stuff down there when we first moved in so we had kept a few things um, down there that um, were really nice baby toys that held up or and my son has been as we're unpacking them to put in the new baby's room he's been just slowly taking them Mm -hmm. (laughs) quietly back to his own room and putting them on the shelf in his closet yeah that's that's basically basically what our house Mm -hmm. has become like there's like a play area in the living room in like our back sunroom ish area and the basement we just have everything scattered around just because there's just so much Mm -hmm. stuff yeah, I mean, a basement's nice to have. I'm like, yeah, like almost doubles the square footage of the house. And then you have a baby, you're like, well, just the play area now. Yeah. But it is nice to have it separated like that, sort of like different toys upstairs and downstairs. Right. So we, can... we rotate them out sometimes just to mm-hmm. keep things fresh. Yeah, but that's, that is, I don't think there's a good way to really tidy up or anything with kids. I don't think that even Marie Kondo has a way to really do it. <laughs> It's, she said that, I think, on one episode yeah, of her show. I haven't watched the show. I know that it's she does have a show, but it definitely seems like it's more geared toward people without kids yeah. and whatever, which is fine because I think it's almost impossible to really figure out how to actually see what sparks joy because it's not actually yours. But yeah, like you it's can't, not your joy. <laughs> you can't ask a two-year-old, hey, does this spark joy? Yeah. And they're like, they just throw it across the room <laughs> one day, and then like the next day they come, you're like, come home, and you're like, oh, I guess you, you're playing with this now. Right. So, yeah, it's just tough. But I'm, I'm just glad that it's happening, just I think just in general, probably Americans in general just spend too much money on things they don't need. Yeah. And I think it's just good to donate stuff to people that actually would need it because yeah, we're not using it. Yeah, and a attitude of gratefulness, right? I think mm-hmm. she really focuses on that. Yeah, yeah. My wife just did the bookshelf last night, so we have a whole bunch of books to donate and everything, which is fine because, you know, we have a friend store and they'll take the books and they can sell them to someone who wants them because we're never going to read them. I mean, at this point, they've been on the shelf for how many years and we haven't touched them. 
Let's get rid of They're them. They're gone, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, do you want to take a break now and then... Um, uh, yeah, we can take a break. I'm just going to let some... I like. Oh. There is a video game coming out tomorrow. The new Resident Evil 2 oh, nice. is coming out, and I'm pretty excited about that. It's been like 20 years or so since the original when I played it when I was probably much too young. And now that it's coming out again, that's really fun to play again. I'm looking forward to that uh, to that game tomorrow. So if I don't come into work on Monday, it's because I'm too scared. To, <laughs> if I don't, I'm too scared to leave the house after playing that all weekend. You get Resident Evil hangover. Mm. Oh yeah, but I'm excited about that. You know, I, I play video games sparingly now just because of the kid, and I can't really play that around the no. two-year-old. I don't even think my wife would want me to play it around her either. So it's sort of like I can play in very quick bursts mm -hmm. so i'm just looking forward to that it'll be a good change of pace to some of the other things i'm doing but yes if people like video games i'd highly recommend resident evil 2 remake remaster reimagining whatever they want to call it nice so that's definitely one something i'm looking forward to all right so i guess we will take a break right now we'll be back in a little bit okay we're back and with us we have danis the Ewald Branch Manager. She's going to tell us a little bit about the Books on the Lake program coming up. Hi. Um, Books on the Lake uh, is May 3rd and 4th this year, and you might notice that that's a change. It's usually just one day. Yeah. We have expanded the, um, the concept because our tickets sell out so fast, we wanted to be able to reach more of our community. So we're going to add an evening event on the Friday, the May 3rd, at Pierce Auditorium um, in Gross Point Park. And that one is going to be uh, wide open. Uh, the auditorium is huge, so lots mm -hmm. of people can come see our three authors. I'm very excited about that. Very excited. Is this going to be one of those things where you're going to try to limit it if people go to the Friday? Are they going to still be allowed to go to the Saturday? Absolutely. Okay. The, the Saturday luncheon is um, at the Yacht Club, and the space is limited. We can only fit in 300 people and the um, the format of that is a luncheon followed by the author talks followed by a book signing and it's uh, it's just much more intimate and and a little more um, exclusive so we wanted to be able to, to reach everybody and the foundation will also be hosting um, a very small VIP reception after the Friday night event uh, at one of our local establishments. We haven't nailed that down yet. Oh, and tell us who the authors are. Okay, the authors are... <laughs> um, Desiree Cooper, whose book Know the Mother is an award-winning collection of flash fiction, which are super short stories. And all of these uh, stories in this collection are on all aspects of motherhood. And um, they're just these perfectly honed little jewels of, of fiction. I love flash fiction. It's just, it's incredible. I just found out there's a new genre. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stories will just stick with you way longer than it takes to read them. Uh, it's, it's something you go back to often again. And you'll probably want to call your mom after. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next author is Lillian Lee, who lives in Ann Arbor. And her book, Number One Chinese Restaurant, was one of NPR's best books of 2018. And it's a, a very compelling story about a rather complicated family and uh, the joys and struggles and drama that <laughs> they have running a family restaurant um, in uh, Maryland. Nice. And our final author, the biggie, is Maria Semple, who um, 
I think pretty much everybody in America has yeah. heard of at this point. Uh, she is the author of Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And her most recent, Today Will Be Different. Um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? has been a book club favorite since it came out in 2012. It's also... Uh, I think the favorite of almost every librarian on the Books on the Lake Committee, so <laughs> we're very excited about it. And uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette's also going to be a movie, where it already is a movie, starring Kate Blanchett. I'm th- not sure if it's out yet, but I think it's coming, it's coming out, out soon. soon. I it's, saw the preview, it's, yeah. It's, it's a good choice. It looks, it looks it pretty sound, promising. It sounds like the movie's coming out either right before, during, or shortly after right. she's going to come. And Maria Semple was also a screenwriter for Mad About You and Arrested Development, so I expect that this will be one of those talks that has all of us uh, laughing. Yeah, I just read that today on her website, so I really want to. Yeah, I was not looking up some questions about Mad About You. Yeah, I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised to see that she was on like some of those TV shows. Yeah, because I don't think she has any credit, like writing credits. But she was obviously in the writer's room, mm-hmm. right. which, you know, you don't really get to know who's in that room unless How the name's many, on the yeah. credits. Or so maybe, maybe she'll tell us, mm-hmm. give us some scoop a little bit about, about that. Yeah, yeah. Like who her favorite character to write for was. And, and, and I, I don't, I didn't check to see if she was one of the screenwriters for the movie adaptation, but I, oh. I would imagine that since she has that background, she was more involved than authors necessarily are. Yeah. So we'll get some scoop so we're super excited about the new format and uh, the opportunities that it presents to reach more of our, our, our community. Yeah. And uh, when do the tickets go on sale? Tickets go on sale on Saturday, April 6th. Okay, and is there a limit per person for tickets? Usually there is, um, but I don't know that they have determined that yet. And we're still working out... Um, whether it's going to be in-person or online sales or some combination thereof. Um, and, you know, now we have the two events to do tickets for, so it's going to be a little more complicated, so stay tuned. Yeah. I'm really excited about that program. And then um, more recently we have another program coming up, an evening program. Could you talk about Night in the Stacks? Mm-hmm. We actually have two. The Night in the Stacks program started out as a fundraiser series for the Gross Point Library Foundation. And we have tweaked that a little bit to, again, be more accessible to more of our community. So we've got just two this winter, um, trying, trying out the new format. Yeah. And the first one is A Night in the Stacks with Mid-Century Modern Design, and that is on Saturday, February 16th at our central branch. And we'll be hosting Deborah Kosky. Kosky? <laughs> A professor of art history at Madonna University. She'll be talking about her book, Alexander Girard, Architect. Um, Alexander Girard was mostly known for his work on the really vibrant textiles of Henry Miller, at Herman Miller during the 50s and 60s. But he was also a very accomplished architect and um, one of his uh, really um, signature built homes is the McLucas home in Gross Point. So she'll be tying in a lot of mid-century modern uh, aesthetic and Gross Point, and it should be really fun to talk to. He lived in Gross Point, he like relocated to Gross Point? He lived in Gross Point um, for a while. He um, worked at the tech center. He did some stuff on their color theories. I'm not really sure. So we get to find that out and and, uh, 
in February. Yeah, and see some of the houses that he designed. I think he designed some resident, some other residential homes mm -hmm. as well. No, they're they're really they're really neat books. And the second night in the stacks is um, a night in the stacks with an investigative journalist, and that will be on Saturday, March 9th, here at our Ewald branch. And Anna Clark is the journalist. She's an award-winning investigative journalist who specializes in environmental journalism. And she's the author of The Poison City, Flint's Water and the American Urban Tragedy, um, which was one of Washington Post's best books of 2018. And I, I don't think we have had that book sit on the shelf for more than right. 10, 10 seconds always, since we've got it. Yeah. It's always checked out. There's always a huge hold list. Um, and it, it's it's unfortunately still a very timely right subject yeah so is she a local person she is local she's a um she's i think she's mostly freelance but she's uh, born i think born and raised in detroit so she's she's got the the hometown perspective so she should be able to she's really excited about coming to gross point um She's been doing a lot of stuff around, but we haven't had a chance to have yeah, her here we're yet. We're lucky mm -hmm. to get her. Danis is great at snagging those awesome yeah, authors. It seems, like you, it seems like we got pretty lucky with the people, the movies getting uh, released when Bob's <laughs> coming. I'm pretty, that book, I feel like that book just came out like a month ago. 2012. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> 2012, yeah. Shows you what I know. No, it really. It does seem like I when I saw that, I because was Because it's I been popular floored. for so it long. It really yeah. has. Um, and then, you know, when her book came out 2016 is her most recent one when that came out and the hold list was huge for that so then we the holds for um right where'd you go bernadette skyrocketed again mm -hmm. um so she'll probably be working on something new probably so that's always fun to, to hear about brain, yeah. i mm -hmm. do we have where'd you go bernadette as one of our book discussion kids oh that's a good right. question i think we we'll have, have to check that yeah out. We'll we will um the, just one quick thing about the night in the stacks. They're both free, but registration is required. We've got uh, limited space for both mm -hmm. of them. And um, also, we're going to have snacks and a cash bar, so I need to know how much stuff to how get many for snacks? everybody. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> Another After book hours signing. at the library. Yeah. It's, it's fancy. It's, uh, we like fancy. Is there a dress code? Um, there is not a dress code. It is 21 and up because they are... Um, there's going to be alcohol served in them, and there are after hours, so we can we can do that. And the book sales for all three of these is from um, one of our favorite indie bookstores, the Book Beat in Oak Park. Love and the Book Beat. That is just if you picture a bookstore in your mind, a little independent bookstore, and you walk in there, it's it's like they they pulled it right out of your head. So it's and fun. Colleen, the owner, will tell you what you need to read. <laughs> Next, even librarians. Who oh, wait, she's yes, she's yeah. she's not shy about that. She's no. usually right too. Yeah, so. yeah. I tried to get a job there back in the day when I couldn't get a librarian job. And they're like, yeah, we're not hiring, but thanks for considering us. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with these author events. Um, it's it has long been probably my favorite part of my job. Um, and you know, still in contact with a lot of the authors. Oh, so, really? you know, when it, when a, a, a famous author comments on a Facebook post or a tweet, you know, it 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 does not get old. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I 
bet. Oh, who have we? Great. Who has come in the past for the books on the lake? Um, for books on the lake, we have had. Um, who did we have last year? We have oh, so many. Garth Stein. We, we actually have so many authors that it's hard to keep track of. Yeah. We had Garth Stein. Not last. Did we have Garth Stein last year? If we have the other author event in the fall, the oh, authors right. to the point, yes. and I work on both of the the committees, yeah. so it's hard to remember. We've oh, had Jamie Ford. We've had um, Garth Stein. We've had um, oh Adriana, uh, Adriana Trigiani. We've had. Um, uh, a couple, we always try to feature local authors when we mm-hmm. can. So um, we've had uh, Cynthia Sohn, who writes as Cynthia Tennant. And we've had um, Meg Gardner. Oh, right. And she just got appointed to the president of, like, the Mystery Writers yes, of America. Yes, Congrats. She's super nice. We had, um, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. We had... Um, uh, yeah, Jesse, who wrote right. Homegoing last year, which yeah. was you know all over all of the awards lists, and she was just absolutely wonderful. The, the secret to how we pick our authors and, and really have good luck is that we we kind of stalk them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if, All we like, year long. if we like a book, then we start kind of poking around to see, you know, if if we like their presence out in the world and, and see if anybody else, any other libraries have had them. And then, then we, we have, we, we're restricted by, you know, when our venues are available, but then we, we, we send out to their agents and get them. And it's been pretty solid correlation between if they're if they're cool on social media and their books are great then they usually are too sounds like this is like that uh, premise for that you show like that guy, I got super popular it's like about this guy that like finds this girl and like he starts stalking her to learn everything about um, her oh. yeah but we don't kill their friends <laughs> I don't know oh, that <laughs> light stalking oh, is that? oh Netflix did not tell me that was what happened I just thought it was just a very spoiler alert <laughs> so I saw the, the the trailer for that and I was like yeah. <laughs> you can make a trailer for us stalking the authors on the lake. Just be like, ooh, that's a nice post. We like their posts. Yeah. Well, the really the really challenging thing is is to try and maintain some cool when we actually meet them. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I know all this about you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is my first books on the lake on the committee as an employee. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. They're fun. Yeah. It's a fun day. It, it's, it's a, it's a, busy hectic process it takes months and months to put it all together and the day of is usually nuts but it's fun nuts and yeah yeah we do have the coolest job in the world yeah we really do (laughs) i would say so that's true yeah we have a lot of fun doing what we do sounds like dennis has a little bit more fun than all of us (laughs) i i have a lot of fun All right, well, thanks for coming to Checking In. You're welcome. Yeah. We're going to take another break and then talk about something else. Yeah. Thanks. And we're back. So what is it new and exciting happening at the library in the upcoming weeks? There's always something new and exciting. So we've got... Um, we're doing a, a series of programs based around the Swedish concept of huga, which is... Um, just the, it's a Danish and Swedish word for like being cozy and 
um, having an, a nice warm atmosphere togetherness. Uh, our puzzle tournament was part of that, and we've had some community conversations around the fire, which will continue. Um, but coming up on February 19th um, from 2 to 7 p.m. at our central branch, we're having our second cozy read-in. So you can come into a quiet space uh, with a nice cozy fireplace with or without your family, get a, a nice hot drink, some hot cocoa or cider or tea, and sit down and read a book. And it's during uh, midwinter break for the kids, so it'd be a great time to get them out of the house, uh, read some books aloud to them. Uh, one of our youth services librarians, Catherine, has got designs on building a fort out of blankets, um, which may or may not come to fruition, but you should show up and find out. Um, and then we have another one coming up in March at the Woods Branch as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we also have this other program going on at the Woods Branch, the New Tax Law Seminar. So for people who are unfamiliar with the new tax law changes can come, and the CPA is going to run the seminar about all the new tax laws and everything going on and all that stuff. So if you're interested in saving money or just wanting to know what's going on with the new tax law, you should come to that. Registration is currently open for that. If you want to register online or give us a call, we'll sign you up for that. Right. We've been getting a lot of tax um, inquiries lately. It's tax season. so Yeah. I think, um, you know, just knowing a little bit about the new tax law, like all the, there's only the 1040 now. So anyone looking for like the A and the easy, like they don't make those anymore. It's all comes as one booklet with the forms you need and that's it. So in theory, yeah. it sounds easier, but I know changes with all that stuff that kind of gives people you know, puts them on edge just because they think it might not be, as right. e it shouldn't be as easy or they don't like change when it comes to their money. So that's what this, you know, tax law seminar is for is to get people on board with the new changes and make them a little bit more comfortable with the whole process going forward. We also have um, uh, later in February, on February 27th, um, we're having a yoga program called Staying Flexible As You Age. It'll be gentle yoga stretching to maintain and improve mobility and strength um, with the instructor Jessica Kodenko. Uh, there's no yoga experience necessary, but registration is required. I love a good yoga program. Yeah, it might, it might be a good change of pace for you from all that hoopla activity. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe I could do it. A maybe you can get some more advanced yoga moves. In staying your, flexible in as your, your baby ages. <laughs> your third, third trimester yoga. Yes. Um, Another thing that I want to mention is at the Woods Branch, where I'm housed at, we have a makerspace that's pretty much up and running. Um, it's still in its infancy, but I'd like people to know about it. We have like a whole card of activities people could come use. What kind a, of stuff can you make? You make like a catapult, you can make like wow. a car, you can make like a boat, um, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, those are just like the schematics that came with it, but really it's just open to imagination. So if you're pretty good with your hands or hands on, you're just pretty fun you just want to try something fun we have all that stuff for you to try out and then we could uh, take pictures of it and just let people know what's going on we also have a 3d printer as well so do you just drop in or are there specific you can, hours you can drop in for now as I think again it's still an infancy we want to figure out how the community uses it and then probably down the road there'll probably be like an open lab down the road one day a week where it'll be open they can sort of just do whatever they want great but I just like people to know that it's there and available and if anyone has any questions you can give me a call or come see me at the woods branch nice um, can I talk about the bookish challenge real quick you can 
We um, created a book-ish challenge. It's not all reading books um, for the year of 2019. And even though I created it, <laughs> um, so it might be cheating, I'm also trying to tick um, some off. So I, one of the items in the challenge is to turn off your phone and sit by the fire which I did um, to host a program. We had a community um, fireside chat about our favorite television shows. Uh, so I checked that off the list. Uh, another challenge was to order a book through our MEL system. That's the Michigan e-library system. You can get books and um, music and movies from all over the state. And I find it's a really good place to get graphic novels that our library might not have. So I read a great graphic novel called Bingo Love about uh, two women who fell in love as teens and uh, couldn't be together. And then uh, when they grow older, they run back into each other at bingo and fall in love again. And I just ordered another graphic novel called Louisa. Um, and some my son's kind of getting into comic books. He's five. So... I'll get some from there as well. But of course, there's a wide range of material you can get from there. Uh, the last one of the challenge that I'm trying to fulfill is a book you told someone you've read already, a book you uh, lied about reading, maybe it's a book report you wrote, but you didn't read the book um, when you were in school. Or um, For me, I haven't told people that I've read this, but I've been telling people for years that it's next on my list, which is was has been a white lie. So this winter, I'm going to start the Elena Ferrante, uh, My Brilliant Friend trilogy. I got that checked out. So now that you've mentioned on the podcast, we can all keep you honest about it. Yes, keep me up to date. And if you guys want to do the bookish challenge, you can um, come in to any of our branches and grab the brochure. You can download it from our website and keep up. There's no prize. It's just um, knowledge, and we'll give you a pat on the back if you like if you complete all the challenges in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just a good way for you guys to just get out of your comfort zone, just doing the things that you are not necessarily familiar with. Like, again, the movie I mentioned, Hearts Beat Loud. It's on Canopy. It's on Hoopla. And that's a part of the bookish challenge is to check out some of those apps that right. we have. And I'm sure you could double dip with some of the stuff. Like, for instance, if you wanted to turn your phone off and sit by the fire, you can come into the Cozy Read-In program. Mm-hmm. And I would check check off two things on your list because you came to a program and you turned your phone off and had mm-hmm. a good time. So we just want to get people out of their comfort zone, visiting branches they might not otherwise have visited, using the library resources that they might not have been aware of, and just general, just opening your mind to something new. Yeah. So anything else that you want to mention? I think that's it for me. All right. Do you have a music pick for us this week? It is your turn for a music pick. Oh, I do. Um, I am a big Freddie Mercury and Queen fan, and though I haven't seen the movie, um, the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack is on Hoopla, and so I've been listening to that at my desk, and I just love his voice. He just... um, it's his voice is inspiring. He's it's so good. He he just sounds like he's trying. He's given it his all with every note. And um, so I think the song we're gonna play is my one of my favorite Queen songs. I want to break free, uh, which is just a great. It's a great jam. It is a pretty good jam. So what you're basically telling us is that Freddie Mercury sends shivers down your spine. Yes, he does. <laughs> At the office, can, I can listen to him while I do my do my busy work all right well we'll call that an episode i just want to thank you guys again for checking in with us i'm matt 
and I'm Annie. We'll see you next time.